0: Italian.
1: It's high noon, high noon. Yay, you are turned into the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm here to bring you the Zoom poetry from Glasgow, Scotland with Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. Choose poetry, choose life. Really excited to be doing some upcoming poetry projects with Scotland. I get to read on the 23rd and I was like, oh, I can't do it from the station. And they're like, you can just read poems. You could just read poems. I was like, oh, you know, it it doesn't have to be on the station. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So I'm gonna read in Scotland. (laughs) Coming up pretty soon on the 23rd of October. Uh, we're gonna get started with this poetry reading really soon coming up at 2 o'clock on some call me Tim We'll have a phone call from LaToya the sheriff of truth We'll get the news update after the poetry reading which I'm always excited to be a part of I've got poems today Political poems excited as always to share them Covid-based things And stuff here at and.f. So really excited to have the opportunity to Zoom with these f- fabulous folks, and we are going to listen. Well, you know what I might do again? I might play that uh, Lot's Wife song until, the, until this thing gets started. But again, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a lot of great poetry coming from international people all over the world. Choose poetry, choose life here on the Altacast. <laughs>
2: Named
3: Pan Benjamin, she wrote an absolutely lovely piece for the Poet's Eleven series. It's called "Lot's Wife."
4: This is fun. <laughs> this goes out to Megan Lynch.
5: His wife came.
1: I can't believe that uh, Joe wrote a song based on my I'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> I love that poem and it uh, makes me I just I just love hearing it in that song version and I'm just chuffed which is the English word I guess um We're waiting to get into the Choose Poetry, Choose Life reading here, and if well, thank goodness, I have my own poetry that I can read. All right, this is one called Concerning Things That Can Be Doubted. It seems to make a lot of sense right now. Concerning Things That Can Be Doubted. There is novelty in reflection, false opinions true, highly doubtful premises, from uncertain times. I am misled by certain lunatics, befogged by bile, gold, and purple naked. Imagine heads of clay, bodies of glass, black kings as vapors, insane fools following. Oh, the plausible quiet nights I've become accustomed to. Dreams drugged in sleep, stretching a hand to careful matters. Bewilderment, shaking the heads of sirens and satyrs, bizarre shapes in nature, seen and composed and real. I am bound to confess universal truth more simple. There is no earth, no sky, no God as judge. Everything is uncertain. Oh, isn't everything uncertain right now? I am befogged fogged by bile golden purple naked oh geez I like that poem look at me feeling myself waiting for this Zoom poetry thing to start I got more poems yo I got them right in front of me I just keep reading all right here's another one that uh this is one that you know I I used to write these poems that um. so Poetry is a lot of different, there's a lot of different ways that you can take It's It's a lot like comedy uh, that people don't want to listen to. But I'm joking, I'm joking. There are people that love poetry and thank you for loving it. And, and, and I think it's an, it's an important, literature is important because it can teach us empathy for our fellow man and the only thing that's going to save us is empathy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think it can be achieved through literature. You know, reading someone else's thoughts and feelings and being able to feel their feelings through their words and therefore their state of mind and et cetera. Poetry is important. Um, But a lot of it, a lot of poetry I've written in the past was like um, under false pretentiousness and that I didn't even, I don't even know what I'm saying, right? So that's some of this. (laughs) It's called Aura and Decay. One. The aura of natural ones. The unique phenomena of distance the branch casts its shadow over you a temporary decay of the aura the more you copy the more you decay authenticity veneration lost naive and sentimental fully dressed the shadow of the branch got ash all over him a false representation the religious or the religion of the empty and the shallow two We are the secular cult of beauty. The ritualistic basis is lame, completely up-to-dated, and maybe we get ahead of ourselves. I felt rain for the source, past perfect. I had cut my hair. Desires are rant and collapse, spoons in a glass. What I see and know refracted, allegorized. What am I saying? Who knows? Poetry. there was a there was a poetic convention I got very into in the um, in the thousands and uh, it was called flarf and it's when you use sort of like found words uh, like a Burrow, Bur- Bur- a burrows kind of idea but that you're using the internet or you're using technology in some way to glean your words and and do Anyways, I went backwards instead of, instead of doing it with, with internet and like what the flarfing thing was, I started going back to old texts. So concerning things that can be doubted is actually a treatise written by Descartes. So when you flarf Descartes, you start to sound kind of (laughs) smart. I sound so smart when I flarf Descartes. Okay. How about this? Uh, I don't want to read that one. Let's see. Thanks for listening to the AltaCast. I'm sure that we're going to get this, uh, going pretty soon. This is funny because this is a called the power of taste and I lost my sense of taste and smell completely. <laughs> Not because of COVID, but because of uh, menopause. And this is a the power of taste. Physical desire asserts itself as tyrannical science. Taste, in its prudent, cautious slowness, has the same goal, triumph, lasting quality. It remarks on a sumptuous man in a room of mirrors drenched with lovely women, soft music. Taste makes an effort to enhance the strains of science properly and indulges in pleasure so I was like trying to play with the idea of taste as in like you know outside taste like having good taste in music or you know not not like physical taste uh, yeah people are going what's happening I know we're wondering too okay here's another one Uh, This I took from uh, William Carlos Williams' poem, So Much Depends. I stole the title, but uh, everything else has changed. So Much Depends. On leaves facing the light to survive, some nerve pushing the leaf to the frozen window, it leans into death, finding a market for poetry. Let's hold something in reverence, make a value, A fucking gold standard in this ruin of economics. A poet gets forgotten until brought back to life. Pulled away from the window far from the inevitable death. It's all about the meaning of meaning. The assignment of value. The peg-legged man mumbles down the hall, tapping to the Fibonacci sequence. Amidst ruins of neon. Flickering miss signs and arrows. Yeah. Still waiting for the meeting to get started. But like I said, this will be my, this is my section of the poetry reading. I won't read it to the rest of them when they're there. I'll be like, yeah, listen to the podcast and you'll uh, hear the dulcet tones of my beautiful voice. I'm kidding. Uh, But I do, I do love my poetry. (laughs) what poet doesn't like their own poet if you're a poet and you hate your own poetry I don't know what that means I don't know I don't know how to it means you probably don't tell it to anybody or share it in any way and it is it's hard poetry is such like a personal weird thing but I mean I like to manipulate language in a way that makes me feel safe I feel so uncomfortable in the world oftentimes and I don't know how to express myself off the cuff Like, in real conversations. If I'm on stage and I'm riffing, I feel fine and perfect and wonderful. Or if I'm crafting words in a joke or in a poem, like, I'm great about it. But when it comes to -to person-to-person interaction, oftentimes I'm so nervous uh, that I just don't say anything. (laughs) But if you give me a microphone, I have no problem. No problem at all. In fact, I should probably carry a microphone in my bag that isn't even like attached to anything. And then if I'm in an uncomfortable situation, I just pull out the microphone and I'm fine. <laughs> I have a problem. I have a huge problem. Um here we go. This is we we'll go with this. This is called the thing of being. The thing of being. See the thing in a movie craft an interest in the thing. How old is the sea, the ancient timeless sea, the tears of the weepy sea and nature's aesthetic fury? Think about removal. The crustaceans become sand and make sense, make more things of the same. I think you can tell lies and be genuine about it. Sometimes a real fiction is made of lies. The absolute rawness of it, the Mongols and their horses. Something that is alive, drained, and mined for life. What's she talking about there? Um, so I learned that the Mongols were able to take over China because they had horses so they didn't have as many like the chinese had a huge army or whatever but the mongols had a small army but every single one of them was on horseback and so they were able to travel really fast but also they would mine their horses for food source so like when they camped for the night you know the mongols hats or whatever and mongolian barbecue etc hot pot so their their metal helmets served also as their as their cook pot And they would mine their horses for their blood and then they would cook that blood and so they would eat like a blood cake for dinner and that's how they took over china because they had a food source and they didn't have to have a kitchen and everything else so they had a small mobile army with a food source (laughs) that's how they did it so i'm a i'm a big fan that's i i use weird and that's one of the things i learned like so a lot of people love T.S. Eliot. I'm not a super fan because he did some of these pretentious things like that I did where you use historical references and uh, that people don't necessarily know. So if you read The Wasteland, he has all these Greek epitaphs, and uh, it's pretty funny. All right. Well, they're here. I'm going to plug them in. Plug it in, plug it in. And uh, we're going to be right here, everybody, with Choose Poetry, Choose Life on Mutiny Radio.
6: that are living or recently passed away or
3: uh, have estates that uh, are still under copyright. I was very fortunate this
7: last year to have the opportunities opportunity. to make it smell nice. Mm-hmm. John, I know all
8: about that. My uncle was weirdly in charge of this.
7: Oh, so he's responsible, huh?
8: He wanted it to not smell. He was on the side of no smells.
7: But yeah. they, did,
8: they did research in South America and found out that yeah, that products had to smell ideally like flowers.
7: No you smell. Thought whatever uh, the smell is now. No.
8: I'm sorry. So
7: my, and, so uh, my <laughs> background is a cacao pod. And uh, what I, I did is uh, I, I ordered some cacao product. pods from uh, Florida and, and then opened them up and took the seeds out and then roasted them and made cacao nibs and that's where chocolate comes from. Sorry. Does I it smell
8: have. beautiful in your house?
7: Uh well it's a couple of years years old so actually it smells like uh, fried onions and my <laughs>
1: <house>. <laughs> I can't smell any I haven't had a sense of taste or smell since uh April 2019 and it's not COVID it's menopause but it's it's great it's weird I haven't smelled a fart in like you know a year and wow. a half it's pretty incredible
7: wow it's kind of like a superpower how oh, huh? does it it's
1: you can nice. still make fart jokes. That's what's important, right? Yeah, oh, I tell all kinds of fart jokes. No, it's super funny now. It, the, the millennials really, uh, they love me because, you know, they've been eating ass forever. And I'm like, now that I have no sense of taste or smell, it's time to uh, to get with those young kids, figure out what they're up to. <laughs> We're all plugged in. We're all it. plugged in and ready to go. Just so you know, I, I don't have a problem I'm saying, saying like, that on the radio.
9: You just say that on the air. <laughs> You didn't say that on the air? Of course
1: I did. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Get hip with the kids, oh, yo. Get hip with
3: the TikTok and the Pokemon.
9: There has got to be some studies going on as to, like, what happened. Like, because, like, and I don't even really know when it happened because I was married for 10 years. But, like, during that time, all of a sudden, butt sex became, like, Giving a blowjob, yeah. And I swear to God, when I was younger, giving blowjobs was like a big deal. Like that was, and boys would not eat girls out. No,
1: There's, they wouldn't. That was
9: like a whole. In fact, actually, my boyfriend, it, when we first moved to San Francisco, John Leslie, the the porn star, became a porn producer, and he had a blues band called the Deuce, like the John. Leslie Blues Fest, and it played at this place called Biscuits and Blues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Yeah, and Paul was the bartender there, and he was trying to convince John Leslie to, like, allow him to become a porn editor. Like, he wanted to get involved in the porn business. I think he thought they made a lot of money, which is funny, but, like, in fact, that is why I ended up at a, at a party at Biscuits and Blues where Ron Jeremy tried to offer me a beer, like, to buy me a beer. Wow. And, like,
2: I tried, like,
9: my boyfriend is the bartender, like I don't need you to buy me a beer. But anyways, um in this so basically John Leslie sent home a bunch of porn with my boyfriend and we watched it and like there's this one like scene setup deal where there was like it was two chicks getting it on and there was like a security guard and the security guard like it got himself involved and there was a threesome and he went to go down on one of the girls and he was like you don't tell anybody you ever saw me do this
1: Whoa. And, like,
9: but on that side, I was like, you love it like but that's like literally how how bad it like how taboo was was like happened. and that's like 1997
2: yeah yeah so i
9: don't know what the fuck happened but,
1: and then suddenly there's,
9: gotta be, there's got to be got to be like social studies like, being, being done about like what, why anal is like a thing now? Like I don't. I mean,
1: and I don't, it's it's porn. And in, in two thousand two, balls were on it's the great. menu.
9: It's great, but like I just don't understand. I mean, it's really it's re- it is odd to me to like hear people who otherwise I think like people who I think in the in, in the eighties like, oh my
10: god, I
1: don't I'll know. Give you, five, five. you know
9: what I mean? Talking
2: but,
1: about taking it up yeah, but I, <laughs> they, I, you, pop. This is the strangest beginning to a CPCL ever. Ever.
5: Like. <laughs> I'm <not> really rude really <laughs> stuff. <stopped. laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah. it is because we're late and no, I wasn't able. to was uh, so, Me, right. so. but because I'm so. Fat, I'm to be over- but Brian Hellman's here. Doc wound, and he is going to be our musical guest. Woo-hoo! So just after that, we have. We have a musical guest for the interlude, and at that point, I'm going to take my post. Yeah. But anyway, takeaway.
11: Cool. Oh, Aaron's gone. Cool. Hi everyone. Um. Yeah. So this is choose fort We choose life. Um. Sorry, we're a bit late. Um. Yeah. We don't have any rules apart from don't be a dick. Um, most of, most of you have been here before, so, so you know the deal, right? Um, basically, I've got a list, and we'll go through the list. We'll have a break in between at some point. Um, there's no time limit, within reason, so like I don't know, like six, seven minutes. But if if you go a little bit longer, we're not going to like kick you off or anything like that. So, uh, I'm just going to go through and see if everyone's
1: actually here. I like Bart's new mustache.
12: <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's it probably the
5: first
11: time in yeah. my life that I've grown a moustache. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go to John first. So I'm going to spotlight video and you're muted, so that's cool. There we go. Take
7: it away. Alright. Are we ready to roll? Yeah, we're good. Okay, so um. there's this branch of mathematics called decision theory, and they, you know, use it to decide, you know, what weapon system to build and, you know, how to ration medicine, all that kind of thing like that. So uh, here's my poem about that, called Decision Theory. I'm making a spreadsheet to decide whether to kill my dog. That big lumbering pile of fur is getting older and damn it, it's time to run my household like a business. I score each of Dusty's features from minus five to plus five, plus five being the best. Gazing up with adoring eyes, chin on paw and tail thumping on the carpet, earns Dusty a plus five while drinking from the toilet or knocking over the trash and dragging used Kleenex into the living room moves him closer to oblivion. I'm in the middle of a computer simulation of future vet bills when Joan notices me in the monitor's blue glow. She just doesn't get it. I wait at each of Dusty's traits according to its importance to account for what I value. I'm not inhuman after all. Why can't she see that the rigor of the binomial distribution and numbers cool green rationality deliver choices free of passion and prejudice? Besides, she's hosted a sloppier calculation between her ears for months. Eyes squinting and neck straining, I input the remaining data so fast the mouse jitters like a relativistic chihuahua at an espresso bar. The miracle of Moore's law tallies the weighted sum and the results are terminal. Tail wagging ignorant of the computer's verdict dusty drops a slobbery tennis ball at my feet and nudges my hand with his nose how can a spreadsheet model loyalty or decency you're safe buddy uh this is, oh thanks This is called The Shaman in the Library, and a guy by the name of Tristan Monroe actually gave me the idea for the location. Naked, except for a loincloth, ritual scars, and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwave cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shift's end and fills out his time sheet with human blood. It's a good life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth, his vision quest, fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him. He remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body, its savage strength and the power he gained, power to take life and heal. Free from culture and convention, he hunted at night, the heart pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. And I'll do one more for you. This is called City of the Angles. I awake in the round hours of night from dreams of rectangles and the A-frame I occupied on Euclid Street with its weeks of rented VHS tapes and drawer packed elbow deep with kibble for spindly the cocker spaniel who ears flying dived in and out of neighbor's edges. First light scours dreams of home from shadowy corners, and I'm alone again in one of the high-rises, tessellated over the landscape of concrete and rust. The coffee maker sighs and AC gasps as picture windows convert solar radiation to sweat. Since my stove applied for Medicare, it's become less motivated to fry eggs and hash browns. I count the wallpaper's liver spots while the elevator with sore knees climbs to my floor. It complains all the way to the garage and my daily demolition derby. Roads of concrete, roads of tar, winding roads, fractal varicose vein roads, roads to take you away, roads for your return, roads over bridges, roads with five-way stops, overpasses, underpasses, clover leaves, roads packed with semis, sedans, school buses, SUVs, pickups, garbage trucks, vans, and all the occupants' hopes and fears, figure skates, and college funds. Utility bills and mortgage rates, cheating husbands, shrewish wives, one class left for that MBA. I wouldn't trade an AMC gremlin with a busted stereo for any of it. After a day at my office cube, I pedal the elliptical while Paul's spout hyperbole on the radio. With movies and novels banished to assisted living for repeating themselves, I've nothing but endless hours. Thank you.
11: Thank you, John. Uh, right. cool. So next up, we're going to go to Dre Zera. Better with me while I spotlight your bed.
12: There we go. Hello everyone my name is Dre Zira, and this is my first time at Choose Poetry Choose life and I am honored to be here and I have got three poems for you and the first one is called Shapeshifters Lullaby. It's a poem about me living on this planet for three decades. And just reflecting upon that. Three decades of this battered body, misunderstood by everybody. I want to be somebody, yet I am nobody. Shaping this future is difficult, sanding the rough edge of this rock. I'm miserable. As this body is burdened by labels, Cut tension with a knife as light fades. I wish this shapeshifter of mine would find grace. As I want my malignant side to lose face. I got my eyes down my iron side. As time makes use of my tired eyes. And I have felt lost my entire life. Now the hourglass is running out. And the sand is running down. And the rain is pouring now. No longer I am now. No longer I am allowed. No longer I am allowed. No longer am I proud. No longer am I a shapeshifter. No longer I'm a shapeshifter. Thank you. That was Shapeshifter's lullaby. And so this second poem is titled Transition. Now going on the same theme as the last poem In life, we go through various uh, obstacles and all that jazz, and it's crazy, and uh, yeah, this poem is also featured in my book, Broken Circuit Board, of which I will put details on the description after my set, so this is my second poem, Transition. It goes like this, little boy taunts, teenage kid drinks, young adult works, transition. New father stress, middle-aged churn, elderly drain, the gravestone t- turned transition. We are born, we grow up, we get old, we all die, but we make the script in between. Our dream, self-esteem, set the scene, spin our axis, let love access, grind the life test. We are in transition. And my final poem, Is all about how the media across the world, there is a high amount of media in the mainstream media that tends to have their own agendas. And essentially, they pull on our heartstrings and let us believe what they want us to believe rather than the truth. Now, this is not about this is not about corona, nothing about that. This has been happening long before that. So, this is called. End the media. Logging in to wake the brain, programming to stay in lane. They don't want the questions, because they have no answers. Tapering the crack of lies, tape pamper truth before our eyes. They damage the screams, because they want the screams. Burn the media down, burn it to the ground. Burn it eyes away, burn it every day. Puppets were strung and dry, Puppets were hung to cry, end a stigmatic agenda. End the media, hurling teeth from what they want, lamenting to hide the rot. They want to drink the poison because they want the cure. Damaging the lies are weak, painting lies in which we weep. They demand allegiance because they feed obedience. Burn the media down, burn it to the ground. Burn the lies away. Burn it every dray. Puppets were strong and dry. Puppets were hung to cry. End a stigmatic agenda. End the media. Blame game mortality. Brainwash morality. Blame game insanity. Brainwash humanity. Brain game morbidity. Brainwash morality. Blame game insanity. Brainwash humanity. End the media. Burn the media down. Burn it to the ground. Burn the lies away, burn it every day. Poppers were strong to try, hoppers were hung to cry. End a stigmatic agenda, end the media, end it for good. Thank you, my name is Trey Zira. Thank you very much and I shall Zira later. Good night.
11: Thank you. Um...
1: It was time dramatic was as light. fuck, he had light show and everything, it was amazing.
11: Yeah, I can't believe that's the first time you've been on here, I thought you'd been here before. Um, shit, that's crazy, it's taken ages. Um, okay, so next we're gonna go to Jeff.
3: Oh, hello there, uh, just give me a second. <sighs> la 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 la, fixing lighting. Uh, Ah, there we are, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. So I posted in the chat, I don't know if you saw, but I wrote an article for digitaljournal.com about Zoom poetry. And uh, Finn and John are both quoted into it, in it and a bunch of people you probably already know. So uh, check that out if you have time. Oh, definitely. So, uh, okay, I'll do a couple. This is called How to Make Money in Poetry. So if you are looking to monetize your passion or hobby, in poetry well uh, listen to this because this will give you a good idea how to make money in poetry i look in your eyes and i see the shadows of eternities they call to me like a wild wolf in the desert like a burning hunger that cries in the night like an autumn breeze dancing gently on my soul's white grave like a whispered secret in the dawn of the sunset like a sweaty-toothed cat ablaze in the midnight sun. I look in your eyes, and my heart races like a bitter fawn in the manger. And all I want to feel is your soft and gentle touch, as soft and gentle as the touch of Beauregard. Beauregard. Only the soft, cottony touch of Beauregard offers the complete satisfaction you want. No other bathroom tissue guarantees such high quality and fast savings. Soft as a kitten, gentle as a lamb, smooth as a newborn baby's skin. America loves Beauregard toilet paper like no other. The preferred bathroom tissue of this year's national bobsled team. Go Biscuits! Beauregard toilet paper is available in 8 or 16 rolls or in the jumbo pack. Ask your local supermarket which size is right for your needs.
6: Beauregard,
3: now back to the poem. We feel our breaths mingle in the air and I can taste the sweet flavor of love in your destiny, like the sweat of a rhino yearning for better days, like the heart of a child beating for the memories of sour dolls, like the horns of a thief in the night shrieking for the ends of time, like the heat of a golden calf throbbing to the rhythm of the moon. We feel our breaths mingle in the air And as a shuddering eye blinks in the Memphis sky, I feel myself crawl inside you with graceful symmetry. And I hold you close, treasuring your body and soul like a jewel, like precious jewelry from Nutty Neal's. Because Nutty Neal pays cash for your used jewelry! Cash! 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 Gold rings, gold earrings, diamonds, silver, pearls, rhinestone. he'll give you cash! Why wait? Go now to your jewelry box. Bust open your safe deposit box. Bring all your jewels to Nutty Neal and he'll give you the best deals in town. Even if it's broken or scrap, he'll buy it. With the deals he gives you, you'll have to wonder if he's nuts. Maybe he is. Call 905-555-NUTY right now or drop by the shop at 663 Eglinton Avenue. This is not a front for anything sinister. Nutty Neal's Jewelry Emporium. Now back to the poem. I feel my love burst in a nutmeg explosion, kissing the night with a rainbow Nelson and a titter, like a filtered hallmark choking on the words of life, like a tricycle passenger with a nostril in heat, like a vampire shark in all that it represents to God, like an albatross that bought the wrong bus ticket while drunk. Like a false witness to the deans of your ad could be right here. We're selling ad space in this poem, and this slot could be yours. With our help, you can reach new markets for your product or service. Advertise with us, and we will keep your business competitive and profitable. Great rates available for 30-second spots, one-minute spots, even two-minute spots. For a reasonable extra charge, we'll even grant you influence over the poem's content and themes. To learn more about how this poem can help your team maximize your revenue over the next fiscal year, call one 800 555 po now back to the poem. To the deans of eternity, I surrender myself and pledge my love to you. This poem was brought to you by Bargain Jimmy's Chicken Nuggets. Bargain Jimmy's, serving you and your family prime chicken nugget goodness since 1953. Thank you. That was How to Make Money in Poetry. And, uh, that was, so that's a relatively new one. I'll give you another relatively new one. So I'm really I'm really breaking the Shane Koizen rule that's today, astray. writing about writing. Poetry About Poetry, which is supposedly very nice. bad, but I don't care. Um, so this is actually one about a popular advice um, that uh, uh, for writing, and really for editing your writing, that I'm sure some of you have heard before. It's called Murder Your Darlings. Murder Your Darlings. This is the advice that many writing teachers give you. It's an old standard. If you like the scene, or the line, or the paragraph, but removing it would improve the whole, then cut it, no matter how good it is. Cut it! Murder your darlings, the best editing advice you can get. I always murder my darlings. That's how dedicated I am. I love my darlings. I love them with the intensity of a devoted parent, with the passion of a young newlywed. I hate to murder them but murder them I must for the good of the whole. The first time is always the hardest. You struggle with the raging guilt and the pounding heartbreak. You say, what a lovely darling this is. How can I bring myself to destroy such a beautiful thing? What madness is this, dear God in heaven? What am I doing? But you know the job must be done. And you do it, but hesitant, carelessly, sloppily. And then the time comes again, and you dread it. You dread it as you do the euthanasia of an adorable puppy dog stricken with the plague. But it's easier the second time, and it gets even easier after that. And you get into the practice, into the habit, and you even look forward to the rush it brings. It becomes an inexplicable urge, an unquenchable addiction to murder your darlings. In writing, I mean. Over the years, I've developed a special routine, all my own, of murdering my darlings. I don't like to get it over with quickly. Sure, they say, your darlings are just as dead after you do it the fast way as they are after the labored way. But the fast way doesn't suit me. It's too simple, too impersonal. Murdering your darlings should be an art form. It should be something planned, thought through, and greedily relished. See, I don't murder my darlings right away. I like to torture them first. I lean over and I whisper with the delicacy of a sensitive lover, darling, forgive me, but you've been naughty and now the time has come to punish you for it. What shall it be, darling? Would you care to taste the sting of jagged steel slowly sawing through your flesh or smell the burning of your skin as I apply red hot metal irons into it? Or what about the slow wrenching pain that poison brings as it plays havoc with your insides, tell me, tell me, and I shall deliver it like the Angel of Agony. From there, nothing can keep me from my mission. Not the guilt, not the screams, not the begging, not even the bargaining. And as they suffer, I laugh and laugh and regret nothing. I extinguish the last of their hope that I may reconsider, that I may turn back, as I make my final preparations to murder my darlings. In writing, this is all an extended metaphor, of course. Before I commit the deed, I take one last look into their eyes, and as they whimper, as they moan, as they beg me to spare them, I say, Shh! Darling, the time has come. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in heaven, or hell, or just eternal limbo? Wherever you believe you're going, it's time to prepare. Time to pack your bags and drop the kids off with your neighbors. Time to check in your luggage and get your passport scanned and obtain the boarding pass. Time to walk through the metal detector. Time to sit in the gate lounge, kill time by reading a book, maybe browse the magazine shop for a while, buy a glass of wine at the bar, maybe two, use the restroom one last time. Where was I going with this? And where are you all going? Come back here! I've not finished my seminar! I still have yet to discuss the best choice of weapons and what mop to use to clean up. Oh, great. Here come the security fellows, as always. Why, tell me, why do I always get banned from these literary festivals? (sighs) Damn millennial snowflakes, always getting triggered by the slight... Well, at least I still have my darlings. And when I get home tonight, my darlings will pay twofold. I look forward to the slashing and the burning and the beautiful damage to be done. With enough cruelty and sadism, I suppose I could trim my novel by another 50 pages, maybe even 60, 75. Let's tear and rend those words into oblivion. Murder your darlings. Thank you. My name's Jeff, and that was my stuff. Our lips, when
2: we kiss. <coughs> and
4: Oh,
11: that was amazing. I and I think someone else said it in the chat, but I, I genuinely never know where you're going to go when when you start, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was so good. Okay, next up we're gonna go to Francis, and then we're gonna go to music, and then we're gonna have a little break, I think. Um, so yes, up now is Francis.
5: Yeah, how are you doing? Hello. Uh, so I, I live in a in a place called Millsborough, which which is um, really industrial. I don't know if you know it. It's in the, the northeast of England. You might have heard of the uh, football team we've got. Uh, and there's a lot of industry. So this piece of nature right right I think I was going to do. Uh, it'll explain itself, I suppose, if it's any good. Just need to explain what a hydroelectric, uh, hydroelectrostatic tower is. It's like just a, imagine this giant um concrete carbuncle with the words ICI chemical. It's you know, basically I live in a chemical plant, I'll just read it. Um, yeah, there might be trigger warnings, it might get dark. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, yesterday, we watched two kestrels keening above an hydro hydro-electrostatic tower. Two fleas. Oh, fuck it all. I'm going to start that again. Yesterday, we watched two kestrels keening above a hydroelectrostatic tower. Two Vs flicked at the ICI blaze as the test siren wails, an old air raid pouring a three minute warning. You reach an age when everything is reused and repurposed. There's no such thing as a forever home. I think Kestrel for a knave. You think Kez. Neither have have read or seen either version. No, hang on, you say. Take heights. Oh, yeah. That's it. That changes anything. Uh, This is the um, same poem, just a different draft. (laughs) It's just like three drafts of the same poem. Two Kestrels keen overhead. Two Vs flicked at ICI stamp flown tall. And we nurse hangovers with percolating stomachs grumbling through foliage that sucks the ground like a cigarette on tar and bitumen, minarets to chemicals. These trees no doubt carry radioactive isotopes like iodine staining lung x-rays, the ripe alveoli of blackberries cramp packed with heavy metal. In the hairpin of the tributary, the ICI hydroelectrostatic tower looks, looms by an outlet sewer and we follow the pipes transporting who knows what to, who knows where under the bridge with all the graffiti tags our bellies grumble at the burying meals of these blackberries dead limbs now out of marshland zombie hands clutching reed fronds rain lashed and wind peeled the dead woods flotsam still rooted like roots of dead maulers, nerves with like roots the white sticks surround the old waterworks, and we follow the old roads inland it road signs dotting on the potholed road to concrete bunkers like giant cake mixers uh, next chapter. Dandelions tenderly split the tarmac into mosaic chips and goss crawls up the wire trellises of the fence to assault the barbed wire. The old abandoned fireworks, disused the roads with water-eroded security huts, lead to concrete paws scoured by rainfall and a trellis crawls up a wire chain link a mesh of rain scours the concrete flats with lashes and strangulated barbed wire bows defeated, encrusted with lockers. So overwritten, that one. Uh, this is the perfect spot for a B movie with a tenuous plot where these abandoned B roads struck off the road maps head to the X mark and an empty A to Z grid. Pitted road signs dot the road past the overturned security booth to the old concrete waterworks. Giant cake mixers with Missing ladles, the perfect set for a post apocalyptic sci fi movie. Green vines trellis the interlinked wire fence and rainfall has distressed the set. Perfect for fan fiction of any number of zombie RPG sandbox games. A clutch of dead trees rise out of a marsh, bone white fingers peppered with black saws. A fortuitous mise on scene foreshadowing for the zombies that will assault the protagonists at their last stand. Where no roads leads to this no-mapped place. We've all felt it when we've reached this place. The things that go missing, smudged out by the scale and purpose of a map, when we dared to be an item, no cartographer notes on their itinerary. Right. So that's a very, very uh, first rough draft. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, I'm
11: still here. I was having a fucking coughing thing. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, Aaron, would you like to introduce the
9: next? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, we... Some of you may remember Brian Doc Wound from before, but he's back, and he's going to play for us, and I can't find him. Where is he? Where's my man with the guitar? Here he is. I'm asking to him. Um, we haven't had like a musical interlude in a long time. I don't know. I just sort of. Hey yeah. Hey, uh... So yeah, um, Francis Brian is from Runcorn. so I think probably <laughs> like from what he told me about Run corn, it's also a like complete like post-apocalyptic. Chemical wasteland. But yeah, I
13: I, you know, it's killing us, old man.
5: <laughs> That's all pretty cool. Uh, I might have recognized some of the uh, references in the, in, in the songs. <laughs> oh, no maybe not. <laughs>
9: <laughs> all right, so, um, yeah, like I guess three or four songs.
13: Oh, am I up now? I stop yes, now? No.
9: <laughs> Sorry. Do you need a minute? Or are you? Okay? Yeah, no,
13: I'm fine. I'm dandy. I was just gonna invite me, pal. Uh, just bear with us a second.
9: Oh, Okay, cool. Um, Wait, is it oh, Betty? Because they're coming in.
13: Yeah, uh, that's better. All oh, right, shit. Hello, everybody. Hey. Um, <laughs> bloody hell! Uh, da, 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 da. I hate technology.
9: Yeah, um, it's getting worse every day. And by the way. Just for all you people who don't believe in this, or the, like, because the rest of us who do you already know, Mercury just stopped moving and is in, and is squaring Uranus. So like,
13: yeah, there's no Mercury in my anus.
9: <laughs> be ready for Mercury to go retro. So back how up. filthy
13: am I allowed to be? Pardon? How filthy am I allowed to be?
9: As filthy as you want to get. Really? Oh, yeah. Really. Cool, did oh, you've worked you here at the beginning when we were talking about anal and
13: oh no, no, uh, oh, all okay. right. <laughs> See, I was wondering which songs to do, and then it should be like the ones you practice. whatever out. you want, <laughs> you turn the mango handle.
9: I told I that know. story about Ron Jeremy trying to buy me a beer, remember that, like and all that, shit. anyway. Sorry, why? yeah,
13: all right. I'll start. Well, I'll do this one then. I, I wasn't going to do this, it was written by me, mate Alan, who's uh. Poet. He lives in Runcorn, but he's from Liverpool. And he, um, he used to go to parties and just like make songs up on the spot about people. And this is one of them. Uh, it's, it's, not really a true story, but it's, um, it's got real people in it. You can join in as well. The chor- you'll work out what the chorus is. Feel free to join in. That'd be quite funny. There was a hot day in the month of June, Steve Shedd was sitting in the shit's in the room and he said, hey there mama, kiss the washing booze away, cause I'm gonna do it for you, gonna do it right away, I've got to turn the mangle handle, i got to turn the mangle handle, i got to turn that mangle handle, but I didn't shine at the ring around my ass." Well he picked up mama's knickers, went through the rollers all right His throat was sweaty socks, they came out shining whiter than white Then he saw something pink and fleshy. don't look like clothes at all I got my love caught in a mango, and it's also got my balls I've got to turn the mangle. handle i got to turn the mangle handle i got to turn that mango handle, but I've got to turn it back the other way. <laughs> well, on came the vicar, a smile upon his gulp, could hear those cries of agony, couldn't tell where they were coming from, and he saw the steepest ship doing his thing, Helpless, I gotta take him while he's helpless. I gotta take him while he's helpless. That mangles the best friend I ever had. I like a song with a narrative, you know, and useful advice. The, up in ribbons. the mangle broke in half. The vicar got ten long years for raping Stevie's ass. And Steve ended up in hospital, all back to back and blue. With a knot as flat as a pancake and a ruptured rectum too. So when you turn the mangle handle, next time you turn the mangle handle, next time you turn that mangle handle, be sure to keep your dangle tucked away. Next time you turn that mangle handle,
2: I'll
9: oh, be sure to keep your dangle tucked away. Okay, Brian, what is a, mangle, what is a mangle handle?
13: A man- You don't know what a mangle is?
9: No. Oh, well, I'm sure everybody else does, it's just that I'm- Well, then
13: that's all right then, is. isn't it? Google what? it, Google it mangle. Is
9: your dick? Is it just your dick, is that it? No, 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 no What?
13: what, you, who has a handle on the dick?
9: Well, I would thought the dick was the handle. All right, anyways, I'm sure everybody else knew what you were talking
13: no, about. Oh, if you're doing the washing, you, oh, dear me. Oh, well, I wish I hadn't done it now.
9: I wanted to sing along, but I didn't know what I was, I
13: was going to be saying. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't pretend not to be disappointed. Though, I'll be honest. I'm
9: so sorry. Well, everybody else seems to know, so yeah, I think we should just be disappointed. Right,
13: in right. those of you, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> something you don't want to get your John Thomas caught in. That's for sure. Uh, okay. This is a song from an album called "Flashing Jesus and the Quizzical Monkey." Now, there's two things you need to know about that album. One is that you need a copy, and two is I need groceries. So, um, buy a copy. I'll put me PayPal up after and chat, and you can all send me money and good addresses. It's in three, four times, you can tell. So, if you want to beat me up or anything. It's recording recorded with keyboards and electric guitars and drums and all kinds of shit. was just me, so... They were the fakers, duplicitors, and wasters, adulterers, thieves, and liars on oath. They fastened the
2: shackles and
13: cried out for their freedom. They were condemned for the things they had done. So many fish, and so many. So oceans, so many ways to spin someone alive. So many parts with just you to play them. Make up your stories and broader your lies. It's time for the last dance, for the hateful and twisted. The hostility was. They primed the ears, they put in their poison.
2: They moved
13: the goalposts, and they hit them as well. They made the rules, and then they ignored them. What's ours is theirs, what's theirs is their own. So many ways to reign on parades So many bubbles to burst So many parts with just you to play them Turn victims to villains and practice your lines It's time for the last dance, The hateful and twisted the hostility was. They called the tune while we bathed the piper. They called the shots and they fired their guns. They put their knives in and twisted them slowly. They cut us to ribbons and exulting worms. So many tunes for the world to dance to. So many tunes, each one your own. So many parts with just you to play them. Make up your faces and conquer your mind. It's time for the last dance, for the hateful and twisted. For the sly and the aggressive the callous and the cold the mean-minded the dishonest the cruelly inclined Once more round the floor for the hateful and twisted The grievously malicious the vicious and heart Casual thieves are oh, at the time, time, Come dance where you can, you willfully maladjusted. Do the hostility was It's time for the last dance for the hateful and twisted. The hostility waltz There we are. The hostility waltz. Sorry about the brain fart at the end. It's because I'm dying of starvation. I need to buy groceries. By the record. I think... um, (laughs) Don't fucking patronise me. This is a song from... um, from a record that's not out yet called um, "Spite Cabaret," and this is um, this is another one missing all the rest of the instruments, but it kind of works on the guitar, so I'm going to do it anyway. And it's called um, it's called the Compares, No, it's not called the Compass black That's a different song altogether. It's called "When the Compare Takes Off His Suit." <laughs> Fool seemed such a simple game once they showed me the rules. Really keen to have me, would I give it a try? I asked them how much, but I didn't ask why. I'm always such a guy who was clown, would have had to kill me just to keep me down. I'd stop up the holes where the darkness crept in, and where I couldn't reach, I grew thicker still. i want to be i find the people i want to see and a scene that is right for me be the person lights can only dimly go in that dismal place where nothing wholesome ever grew, but they suffer your dreams
2: just for something to do.
13: Every. Full lesson learned every time when I got burned. Bits of bits of memories, they're all the things that I brought with me. A man who wouldn't do what he could, like I do what I can. Never guess my thinking, couldn't trust what I say, and I can never share my time. I give nothing away. the places I want to be.
2: There are no people I want
13: to see. This scene isn't good for me. I'm not the person that I ought to be. She said, come around and talk tonight. Two or three hours, we'll put everything right I said, Close your eyes and count to ten Open and wide, you won't see me again There we go That
2: was the end of the
13: song
12: Say what, sorry
9: that was a
12: great ending. Well done. Well done, Brian. It's Mark. Oh, is that Mark? Oh, uh, I got your link, mate. So, how are you doing?
13: Um, yeah, I'm doing well, man. I thought I'd put you in and then you can get in touch with these people. You can come on and perform as
12: well. Do Ectopost no and, and all that. <laughs> kind of. I'd give a few poems, no bar. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Uh, right.
14: <laughs> no bar. I
13: used to play in a comedy duo where yeah. what we'd do when, when we first started off was... um we'd turn people in. Uh, we'd, we'd create this alternate universe. We'd, we'd take people from our lives and put them in it and make them do really horrible things. But this was someone who actually wasn't as bad as the person in real life. If I've got time to do it, it's called Poor Old Shep. It's the love songs of a mortuary night watchman. And then I'm going, but feel free to join in. Out there you're slow moving and I you don't, don't care not a bit. You only cry out It's just a guess, but that's a hope your head. I don't mind. Not a bit. The fact that you are dead. Dead, Uh. dead, dead, gonna stick it in your head. Oh, you are dead,
2: dead, dead, gonna stick it in your head.
13: had a dog, he's very dead right now, he had a fresh wound, I made full use of it. ship ship yeah he takes it in the neck. Ah poor old shep, ship, yeah he takes it in the neck
2: everyone la 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 la
13: oh it's been months since you first came in here this is the best relationship of my career, you're full of holes, and I can find no use for you except your nose, <laughs> which I will tell just get that image in your head. <laughs> dead, 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 but you give good head. Are you one? A- Dead, dead, but you give good head And poor old Shep, Shep, Shep Yeah, he takes it in the neck A good old Shep, Shep, Shep Yeah, he takes it in the neck oh, One more chorus,
2: la La, 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 la La, la, la
13: That's four songs, isn't it? Right, so buy Flashing Jesus because I'll starve to death if you don't. I'm gonna go on chat now and put my email address up. Yeah, so you me then,
9: can't you? In, in,
13: yeah. Uh, and anyway, Yeah. anyway, there we go. If you send me five quid and postage, I'll give you a free copy. Okay. <laughs> uh, there must be another poet to come on now, so um I, I, are, are we gonna
9: are we going on a break, Andy?
13: I'm going to pollute your airwaves tomorrow night as well, I think.
9: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, for everybody who's coming to the um, the spooky story plan tomorrow night, that is the launch of the Stay at Home Fringe, which is why I'm so freaking tired that I started this whole thing late because I was sleeping for an episode of the show game. Um, yeah, Brian is going to come tomorrow night and, be, and do spooky songs. Tonight I was like, because I, I don't know about everybody else, but I was in a fucking crappy mood today. And um, I, I talked to some other people that they were too, and so I told Brian that he be as angry as he wanted. And I think he went there. <laughs> he was shy, break. <laughs> Um But yeah, Andy, are we're going to take a break now.
11: yeah we can do is that is that all right
9: yeah
1: like 10 minutes minutes. we'll play we'll play some commercials here on mutiny radio we'll play Andy Talbot's new book you guys should check that out old wounds new skin Uh, buy that on uh, submissions something submissions analog submissions.com we're gonna be right back here on Mutiny radio with more choose poetry choose life yeah
15: are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a pattern well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm
1: and the world around you at BuckskinRevolution.com. Billy Bob,
15: you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been <laughs> giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples So, you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
0: 4 nine nine.
1: Are the end times upon us? <laughs> Not yet, my friends, please. This is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us. And especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing despite of their size, please. Please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to MutinyRadio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our mutiny radio go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond don't let our world end
0: i am italian and we Hello. brought you fascism yes, with mussolini and before that the romans so if you think you live in a fascist country well you do AntiTrump.com is the antivirus to the trump virus it started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better america no one thought it would be this bad he was a 70 year old yammering nimrod how bad could it possibly be we are now in a global pandemic without Adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com.
1: Hey you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay.
0: I'm Carl, not Spiegelman.
11: Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on radio.fm for...
0: Let's watch a full-length movie on.
11: YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good?
0: Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme
11: song again. Bye.
0: Okay, bye. Watch oh. San Francisco Mutiny, Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny, Mutiny radio. radio Mutiny Radio.fm Why not make a donation? Mutiny, Mutiny radio, radio dot FM Streaming Live the Station Mutiny
2: Radio dot
0: FM District of the Mission Mutiny, Mutiny radio, radio dot FM, FM. Mutiny radio, radio dot FM Listen to my Radio, or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio, San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! San Francisco Mutiny Radio.
4: I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine, orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the Fourth of July, magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky, volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow
1: To CPCL, choose poetry, choose life. The live Zoom from Scotland.
2: And
1: here they are. We're back in. We're back in. They're they're not. We're not. We're not ready. I'll put the music up more. Uh, Again, Choose Poetry, Choose Life is out of Glasgow, Scotland. It's run by Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. Super excited. We're going to be having a reading with uh, Andy Talbot and Pam Benjamin on the 23rd. So check that out. We'll be promoting that soon. And uh, I'll probably do some comedy and some poetry since they're kind of the same thing. All right. Uh, or co- I have a thing I always say that comedy is poetry that people actually want to listen to. But we want to listen to poetry here. We do, I swear. I come love it. I've been I've been really into it today. Uh, some really great readings. The guy with the light show behind him. Killing it. All right. Are we back? We're back. I think,
11: there he goes. Uh, I don't know about Erin. I don't think Erin is.
1: She's out smoking. Girls. It's cool. She's smoking hot. She's a smoke show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have a note, comedy and poetry aren't that different. They aren't. I mean, it's, it's language crafted to elicit an emotional response. And uh, in the case of comedy, it's usually laughter. And, uh, you know, because no one really wants to hear the poem about my third abortion. I mean, right? But the joke about it is hilarious. And I've only had two abortions. The third is for comic effects. All right. See, I, I just keep telling jokes until Andy picks it i don't know what the rest of the list looks like but we've got we've got the gen i see the general lissimo in the house and uh finn and we haven't heard from bart yet so super exciting steph i saw stephanie's uh, hanging out so andy to you We're, we're, we're back, not back, back, not back.
14: Gang's all here. There we go. Are
16: you cold? Mm-hmm. Are you chilly, Aaron? It, Are you cold? You, you've got your neck cap and your old blanket.
9: I went out to have a cigarette, but I'm also having like an allergic reaction to my cat.
16: But you still love her.
10: Yeah. Sounds like a tie-up to of O'Brien's point that I have an allergic uh thing
16: to my. I I can interrupt my spreadsheet decision theory, Aaron, if you want. Does your cat know you're allergic to it? I don't think he does. No. you just don't. Cats There's are evil. I, I consider them to be evil. Do you really? <sighs> <laughs> yes. Um.
2: He's
16: I don't a, mind he's... cats. Like you know, them. when they're when they're nice, they're nice. But you know, they uh, they don't always have ulterior motives. You can't trust a cat. I, I wouldn't live with him. He's uh um, he's definitely well.
9: He's t- he's only like five months old, so he's very playful. And he.
2: We'll see if it's
10: we my brother, my brother used to have a cat. Um, its Sunday name was Buster, but its real name was. If uh, you'd sit on the edge of the sofa and you walk past it and clap it, and all of a sudden it would take your hand off. So its real name, its real name was bastard. <laughs> I
9: am
2: bastard.
10: I it, uh, bastard.
9: <laughs> Do we have somebody next,
11: or do you want? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Joel's gonna go next, I think.
8: Hello, hello, hi, hi. Um, so I have two poems. Uh, since the last time I read you, I was uh precariously parked, sort of at the emergency parking on I-80. I have wrote poems sort of for you, um, sort of, because, you know, I'm pulling, I'm hoping as poets, you'll, you'll go with me here. And uh, also I have the, the just in case, none of these characters, or situations are intended to resemble anyone living or dead. Okay, let's go, man. Pedagogy. You taught me of the delivery driver who stalked you newly returned and heart confettied over the miles years before I would ever be born. When he goes for you, you go for his keys, throw them hard and set to run any direction away but commit to run. he has to choose a car, a woman. Don't let him have both. When the former doesn't work I'll tell you what. Here. Have my body. I leave it to be gibbeted to the crimes against it held high above ground and in that bespoke exoskeleton. Here, sister, fucking listen. My fleet foot stench will run for miles. A corpse, a tool of navigation, mother of larva alone. Here, have my body. Let it be your object lesson. You knew me and you didn't. Let it be a lighthouse on this shore. This will happen to anyone. To you. A day that ends in Y. We're listening to my carjacking. M's usual breaking in, driving off, and dropping it somewhere unparkable. Old hat, this, from across the Mississippi to Adeline Street. If he can't act the verb upon me, at least he'll create some traffic. I push a pair of somas to the back of my hard pallet, no mixer. You don't mess with a bottle of 2016 Teva Pharmaceuticals Carisoprodol. You let it breathe. I don't remember who was dying faster last night. It was the year I wore a new cast each season. It was the month I split my prescriptions with you for a treat while you were coming off the dope. I carry the Narcan and you carry my truth, we've been roped this way for 15 years, on belay, belay on. We wait two hours for the cops to call and tell me I've been towed, you make breakfast, tell me to shut up when I say thank you for the eggs, Thank you for the staying with me. Thank you for the letting me stay with you now that I have a house, but not a home. Thank you for the believing me while we watched M drive away right in front of us. You don't even have a bar, it's so low. Thank you for noticing. I'll get to the part you're waiting for. I forged my boss's signature in a copy shop walked a fake letter from him releasing the card to me straight into Oakland PD, slid it over the counter, and sprung the Benz out of impound on the company card. I'd explain it later. What a dummy I'd been. What a mess I was. I'd parked in a loading zone. I'd been towed.
14: Thanks all.
11: Thank you, Jill. Um, okay. Next, we're gonna go to Finn.
10: Okay, so you are. <laughs> 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 I was still trying to decide what to do. I found a heap of old stuff uh, from donkeys ago, but I'm not gonna do any of them. I think I'm gonna do one. Yeah. I'm gonna do I do this one to start with. I've done a few of you have heard it already. It's called lessons in breathing. Inhale and hold. Breathe out and relax. Breathe in again. Breathe, breathe. Slowly, slowly out relax. Close your mind out. Focus on your breathing. Loosen your shoulders. Breathe. Push the negatives away. Vanish. Make them vanish. But with you around, it's hard to breathe. It's not that you take my breath away. the opposite. You make me want to hold yours. Poor you. Unreliable. Poor me. With you around, it's hard to make the negatives vanish. The jack of no trades, the master of one. The promises unkept, the false tears that you wept. Ah, call me, don't call me, I will. You didn't, I can't, you could, poor you. It's as if you're the only one feeling this. It's as if you're you're not the only one getting kissed. You're not the only one locked in the room. You're not the only one feeling the gloom. Poor, sensitive you. It's you that wanted a friend. It's you. I wonder, to what end? Poor little you. Unreliable you. So, all of a sudden, you find you can. Suddenly, you find you will. How can you breathe with your voice so shrill? How can you stop feelings for you? Sorry for yourself. You never expected that, huh? I know how. Grow up as how. Take responsibility as how. Commit as how. Follow through as how. Be reliable as how. Stop being sensitive as how. Do what you said as how. Be glad you're not dead as how. Except in the head, as how. And breathe. Inhale and hold. Breathe out and relax. Breathe in again. And slowly, 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 exhale. Close your mind out. Focus on your breathing. Loosen your shoulders. Breathe. Push the negatives away. Breathe. Banish. Make them vanish. Okay, that's one. Bear with me till I try and find (laughs) what I'm going to do here.
16: Uh, I had it honestly I had
2: it
10: and uh. okay I'm just gonna do this one because I can't find the one I'm looking for but that's not unusual. This one's called man behind the curtains. How odious the night, how grey and gloomy hang the heavy clouds, pondering, foreboding, the moon a yellow haze, lurking in the dark corner of the sky, haunting, looking down, encroaching on my memories, hopes and aspirations and dreams, causing them to die. A sullen air bespoke me tonight, touching my very bones, Consternation is my password, unexplainable, unknowing, but still there, biting at my shadow, glowering at my reflection. No cautious, no friendly word can alter, not change, nor lift it. It stays, causing tremors of despair, uttering statements of dejection with my senses, breathing fear and sorrow at the same time in my direction. What luck's there, who goes there? Come out of your enclavement, expose yourself, my hopeless mind, stop me fumbling and groping through this world, make it bright instead of a dismal hurting kind. A weight, such a weight, like every man's sorrows all the putrid thoughts escape, rest dolefully so wearily on my shoulders. No hiding place inside, inside silent screams, outside foreboding, untrusting eyes. I look, I look, getting colder. How sad the world, the dense and dreary, crestfallen, abject people. Tarnished souls, burned out minds, no escape from here, no escape from fear, poor folk. A hazy, crazy ambience descends in me from where I know not. I care not. Not one jot do I care. Is this one of nature's jokes? Thank you. And we're going to do one more. This is, uh, I did this one the other night, but it's basically uh, new shit, everyone. It's called, uh, yeah, we do like new shit, do we? This one's called um, Trust the Chicken Sexers. Now, you don't know what a chicken sexer is. It's uh, somebody that works with new chickens, and they know just by looking if it's a male or a female. It takes years and years of experience to do that, because apparently you can't tell by picking up a baby chicken, looking what it is. So you've got to know, Trust the Chicken Sexers. I'm not afraid to die, but I don't want to die. If I have to die, let it be naturally. And if it's not to be naturally, then let it be intentionally, either by me or somebody. But somebody must do it intentionally or accidentally, not because of some conspiracy by saying, this rule is not for me, it's compromising my democracy. The world is sick because you, idiotically, won't keep your distance from me and refusing categorically to wear a mask out, you see. And don't say more die of flu because I will respond to you that flu can be caught by shaking hands, dancing to bands, traveling the land, you understand, but they have a vaccine for flu, for me, maybe you too. But there is no cure for cold, young or old, and flu does not spread around the world so fast. See so you, Yes, you, the one who knows more than they, you say, you don't believe. I hope you never have to grieve a friend whose end came by this conspiracy by saying this rule is not for me. It's compromising my democracy. Thank you. Thats what I have.
11: Thanks, Fed. Um, so, if it's okay, I'm going to go next. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so, I've got uh, two seconds. I'm Right,
12: cool. Um,
11: yeah, so got one one new piece and then like a bunch of like little pieces that are just like works in progress i guess um this first one's called absence procedure um yeah step one thank me for coming as if i had a choice step two Explain to me why we're here. Despite the fact we know why we're here. You sent a letter. It's the same as all the others you sent, filled out from a template, and this is my third. So far, only the dates have changed. Step three, A. Give me the dates and reasons for absence. Step three, B. Have me explain the dates and reasons for absence. We can skip this step. We already know the answer. Step four, politely ask me to leave the room for a couple of minutes while you ponder a decision we both know you've already made. I like to think you take this time to play noughts and crosses and that was a cat if anyone heard that um, or something else along those lines. Every time with the cat, right? Step five, invite me back into the room. Thank me for waiting. Thank me again for coming. Ask me to sign the form you printed off. Before this meeting began to say I agree with the decision that I definitely don't agree with. But you have made your choice, and we both know this was always the outcome because this is the procedure. Thanks. Um, where'd I put the rest of the shit? Every time with this cat, when I'm on here, I'm to sleep for like an hour and a bit. Um, right, yeah. Um, so I haven't written anything in, like, I suppose I wrote that last week, that one I just did, but that's, like, the only thing I've written in, like, seven or eight days, so for me, that's, like, I fucking hate that, like, I hate not writing. Um, so last night, I, I came up here, and I just, like, I just sat here for, like, an hour or so, and, and I, I, yeah, I finally got something to work, and... There's a reason I've got something to work uh, and this poem is about that. The formula for tonight is like beer, Mozart, Bukowski and my friend Steve Irwin's latest zine titled Unruly Eyebrow and some good old-fashioned pen and paper. So far it works. That isn't what is written in front of me, I changed that completely as I went. Um, but yeah, that is literally what I did. I just grabbed a pen and paper and just sort of went for it. And I got this out. There's just something in here anyway. Yeah. Um, This next one definitely needs work, but I, I, I don't know. I'm going to read it anyway. It took the alarm three attempts to wake me a day. Work was slow. There's never enough time or coffee. And now writing this, it's suddenly dusk. Another day lost to the factory. Mozart is on the radio and his encore is the evening news. Coronavirus. Stormzy. Another Russian poisoning. J.K. Rowling. Toxic in her own way. Catholic Church sex offences and no sports news. A heavy day. Time for bed. Sometimes the world is too much and that's okay. And then I've got one more doesn't have a name
2: um yeah um started doing
11: shit, and i just sort of went off on the tangent um with this with this poem not now although i guess technically I am the cat licks louder than the radio. Always the centre of attention, it would seem. Though downstairs, dinner is being prepared, as I hear her putting the pots and pans through their paces and testing their resolve against the new granite worktop. Thanks. Short and sweet, I guess. Yeah, it's just good to be writing again. I'll take it. Um, cool. While well, I'm here, I'll let juice. Who's next? Uh, okay, cool. going to go to. Uh, me. I don't know where we're going to go to.
2: You cry, me, i to I'm going Ah, there we go.
1: Alright, we have about 10 minutes left here on the. Hello, Alticast. everyone.
11: Yes, you're good to go.
16: Gracias. Um, so I'm going to start off with some new haikus. Um, the first, when the hat arrived, I couldn't control my joy, but I didn't pee. Two, the mirror is sneaky. Teaming up with old friend smoke, fooling reflectees. Three. Never say never, but beware of always promise they compete for it. Okay. And I have two new, two newer poems that I've, if I can pull them up real quick. The first one um, I wrote on Sunday morning, right when I woke up, because the first part of it was in a dream and it was being sung by Paul McCartney. I cannot explain that except by just saying that. So uh, it doesn't have a title yet. And I'm having trouble with the title. So get up, get up, run at full speed. Here come the paparazzi who claim your grandfather was a Nazi despite his tattoo from Buchenwald. They say your family should have never been Jews. And the only way to prove the truth is to exhume his body and give him a 23 and me. In these times when anyone can tell a lie invented to destroy your life, It's up to you to fix unfixable damage done after the internet has caused an eclipse that blocks your sun for what seems like forever. You're living in a worldwide web where everywhere you step can turn from solid ground to quicksand in an instant. But Tarzan's not around to hold a branch or vine to pull you out. So when you sink, you realize when mud isn't real, you can swim through it easily and see straight through a convoluted forest despite all the plastic Christmas trees planted to fuel forest fires lit by unrepentant liars and remote arsonists who carve their name into matches that turn to dust and ashes becoming food for future trees but will partially plastic ash create partially plastic arboreal seas have the fire starters figured out a way to sell us rebuilt houses of lies they claim are inflammable but inflammable is not infallible and fires will get hotter as the world gets warmer and how we know what truth is will slowly but surely burn away thank you Uh, number two raindrops keep falling on my poem when When I woke this morning, it was raining. As I brushed my teeth, I heard the rain pound against the eave outside my bathroom window. I knew these raindrops were large raindrops, the type of raindrops when they pop on your windshield, refuse to roll down the glass and decide to expand and make the windshield wipers work for their wages. Raindrops that remind me of tiny pouches of sweet juice and a satsuma tangerine that pop in my mouth like fresh cranberries pop and a pot of oolong tea and orange juice tinged with maple syrup, allspice, and cardamom, bubbling into a cranberry sauce to top off my mother's famous Thanksgiving oyster stuffing. Raindrops that cause migraines when I decide to get the mail instead of waiting out the storm. A storm with winds that will fell a 30-foot crabapple tree, still slightly attached to the trunk by a sliver of wood, like when I try to snap the bottom off an asparagus with a without a knife, and the bottom piece is hanging on, flipping me off, screaming, fuck you, I'm edible. The Storm is a poet who hoards words in parts of poems he refuses to abandon. He writes a poem, and after two stanzas, he writes a new stanza that doesn't quite fit in, but he knows the square peg third stanza will transform into its own masterpiece poem. He abandons his potential pièce de résistance for a week or a month till the remainder sneaks out from his brain like snot from a high-pitched allergy sneeze onto a red silk tie. This poet revels in writing lush language Yelp reviews, whether about white tablecloth, Coquille Saint-Jacques, or shack by the sea, fried full belly clams. He paints pictures of food with delicate brushstrokes of a French impressionist painting found in a childless widow's home by her niece and sold at auction for $32.6 million. The poet will want to call in for a mental health day because the rain makes him want to go back to bed, but instead changes his tie, finishes his poem, and wonders why non-poet people say poets are overly sensitive. Ross, yes, everyone. Thank you.
11: Um, So, next, we're going to go to, Pam, have you got anything for us this week?
1: You know, I can, but I think that we should use other people, because there's only five minutes left, and at the beginning I did some poems, so let's let, uh, let's let someone else go, because there's only five minutes left, and um, I did poems at the beginning when you guys weren't here, so... Have right, someone else go. Have a cool. bath. Bath, 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 bath. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Sure.
2: There we go.
14: Okay. That was weird. All right, where are you all? Oh, there you are. Right. Okay. So, uh... Uh, this doesn't have a title yet. It's been five months. It's been one year, seven months, and 18 days. 13 years. Years, seven months. 25 years. 29 years. It's been one week. And still I worry. Did you know? Did you know I loved you? have seen anything. As I feel the drop of this everything else after it, the chain of years falling and gathering in heavy balls, the days dropped. my hope that I did a good enough job that you. I listened to the chiding, watched grow what you couldn't. Carrying forward, connecting, thinking, touch and word. When I forget to hoover that corner of the landing, I'm not up empty. Or I need someone to talk to who doesn't live in this. When I don't hear the tenor line. When I'm trying to cut chocolate in half. The space in half, the absence. It's not just the days and the weeks and the years. Without. Half agony. Half hope. And especially for Jill. Hey, Jill. Um, this is about a place I, where I work. And I wrote it. It's one of my Write Club pieces. Uh, the theme was uh, Teenage Hurricane called a state of grace stand back it's that time of the week again wading through laundry and unmet expectations the mountains of sadness the wind change every weekend can be hurricane season depends what kind of hot water she's in rising and cooling into blind white rage that spins from room to room collecting debris and depositing in dams and defences I stand in the eye, overwhelmed by destruction, clearing a path, a rescue mission, making a way for the living, safety for the walking wounded. I can't imagine what makes her run, the rule of what's gone, the fury of what's left, how hard it must press, pushing upwards. All no know is the hurricane picking up clothes books blankets deposit descending into my path the squall that gathers quickly the damage i find later i can pray for it to cease i can be whatever help is i can suppress my own eruption make my landfall somewhere else pick my way between detritus seeking only a state of grace I've just got a little one to finish with, but I've got to pull it up on my iPad because so, it isn't in uh, it isn't in best yet. <coughs> and this is a piece of bibliomancy from Sunday, and it's called Kem, C A I M. Uh,